What's up, Hyperfascination? On this episode of the show, I am answering the question of is EXP revenue share sustainable? A lot of people have been talking about this, so you don't want to miss this episode. Welcome to this episode of the Hyperfast Show, where I'm looking at the question that comes up a lot from real estate agents about whether or not EXP revenue share is sustainable, right? For those of you who do not know, EXP Realty shares approximately half of the revenue it receives back to the agents that help grow the company, right? So the, the agents that have sponsored an agent and, you know, uh, and, and up to seven levels from there, right? So if you help grow this company, you get money back to you on a you know regular basis, right? If those agents are doing deals, of course. Uh, this is unlike most other companies where they go out and they, they hire paid professional recruiters to, to do their recruiting, right? Um, so they don't have a model like that. They have an agent-centric model where they give revenue back to the company. In 2022, they shared a little over 220 million back to the agents that helped grow the company. They also, by the way, this is outside of revenue share, another program, but they gave over $40 million in stock awards to EXP agents. So they have multiple ways that they have shared back with the agents that have helped grow the company, the agents that have done production, all sorts of great things. And one of the questions that comes a lot is, is this sustainable? Now, this question became, you know, I think more apparent in people's minds or, or more top of mind after Gary Keller, the founder of Keller Williams, started, you know, raising this as an issue, right? That it, that it was not sustainable, that it would not work in a down market. So, you know, is it sustainable? Well, let's look at the results of the last uh, couple quarters. To, to help answer that question. And, you know, in this uh, analysis, I'll, I'll look at what some of the other companies have done in, in recent history. And I'll let you decide if it's sustainable. And by the way, I'll tell you at the end of it, uh, some more reasons for my answer. So in 2023, quarter one, let me uh, pull up some information here. Um, you know, that was, that was considered one of the most challenging quarters in real estate in a long, long time, uh, probably since at least 2008, you know, nine time period. Uh, you know, transaction counts were down, although in many areas, prices were not down. You know, we did see transaction counts down, uh, you know, pretty much across the board, right? And it doesn't matter what part of the country you are in, uh, there were less deals happening in Q1 than you know, in, in certainly several years of recent history. Now, prices weren't weren't down in, in a lot of areas. Some they were, but in a lot they were not. So again, sometimes people think that I'm saying that the market is down or there's a crash. No, I'm saying transactions were down, which is the, the most challenging time for real estate brokerages. Uh, so how did EXP Realty do in Q1 of 2023? Well, their net profit was 1.5 million. Now you might think, wow, that's not a lot, right? They're operating on thin margins, right? Because they're a large company, 87, 88,000 real estate agents. 
Well, let's see how it compared to other large companies. All right. Uh, Remax in that same quarter lost $700,000. Uh, Real Broker, one of the copycat models of VXP, lost $7.4 million. Fathom, which is uh, a, a different kind of copycat model, lost $10 million. Douglas Elliman, one of the faster growing, you know, quote unquote, luxury brands, lost $17 million. Anywhere Real Estate. Now, Anywhere is what was formerly known as Realogy, which is the parent company of Century 21, Caldwell Banker, Sotheby's, Better Homes and Gardens, uh, Corcoran. I, I think there's one or two other brands I'm, I might be missing. So Anywhere Real Estate lost $140 million. Biggest loss, by the way, uh, Compass. Compass lost $150 million in Q1. Now, I don't have data on Keller Williams, their privately held company with, you know, privately held market centers and all of that. But unlike EXP, Keller Williams shares profit share, not revenue, right? So after the market center makes profit, then they share with the agents, uh, which, you know, a whole other topic in itself, because that can be monkeyed with a lot more than revenue share can. Um, most people I know at, at Keller Williams in Q1 did not receive profit share, which leads me to believe that... You know, at least at the market center level, that were there were there were several, uh, if not the majority, in Q1 that did not make a profit. So when you you kind of look at the data and, and think about other real estate brokerages, it's it's hard to say that the EXP model is not sustainable. You know, in a in a more challenging environment, when we just you know, we're in the middle of a very challenging environment and EXP came out much better than most companies, right? If, if their model is not sustainable, then certainly Compass, Anywhere, Douglas Elliman, Fathom, Real, right? Any of these competitors, uh, you know, they probably don't have a sustainable model, right? If EXP doesn't. And, you know, for most of those companies, by the way, you don't hear the argument of, is it sustainable? So... You know, I, I definitely think the numbers speak from themselves. I know a lot of people are wondering, well, how can that be possible, right? How can they give a quarter billion dollars back to their agents through revenue share and stock awards and still be sustainable? And if you have not looked at the model or, or, or you know, had it explained to you, that's probably why you'd be questioning it, right? So basically what they've done, which is, you know, they're the first of the kind to do this, is they've eliminated all of the friction, all of the inefficiency, all of the costs in between the company and the real estate agent, right? So most real estate companies, whether they're a franchise system or corporate owned, um, you know, they either have corporate layers or, or franchise layers, and it's, you know, the company, then the international, then all of the regions, right? They sell regions to people. Then the regions go out and they sell franchises. And then, you know, these local broker owners go get a brick and mortar office. They hire staff and EXP has eliminated all of that. So they operated a much, much lower cost per deal. There's been a lot of blogs on this, especially by Mike Del Pre, just analyzing. And, you know, EXP's OPEX per deal is like a quarter of what most of these other companies are, right? So they're spending a lot less per deal. So they still have enough money to share half of the revenue back with their agents and be more profitable than any of the other models out there. You know, that's just the bottom line, cold, hard facts. The data's in, 
this really isn't a question anymore of if the model is sustainable. It's been proven in a great market, proven in a, in a challenging market. So if you are listening to this or watching and you know, you've never had the model uh, explained to you or you don't know what it would look like for your business, I would love to chat with you. All you got to do is send me a text message at 703-638-4393. That's my cell phone number, by the way. It's not some, you know, opt-in text system. It's my actual cell phone number. And I would, I'd love to talk to you about how Carrie Shaw and I can help you scale your business with our coaching, help you keep more commission, and help you build multiple streams of income. Again, all you need to do is text me at 703-638-4393. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the HyperFast Show. We will see you next time.